Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music teachers. You're listening to the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and today we're talking about memorization. there beautiful teachers. I hope you're having a wonderful week and enjoying the summer. It tends to be a quieter time of years for those of us in the northern hemisphere so I hope you're getting some time maybe to relax a little bit question mark question mark or do work on your business goals and planning now that you're not teaching as much or if you have a really full schedule in the summer then hopefully you'll get some time off later on. So I wanted to remind you before we dive into memorization that next week we're going to be at the NCKP conference. So that's one thing I absolutely love to do in the summer if I can is do some professional development and network with other teachers, meet other teachers, just have fun together, enjoy teacher chat. So if you are going to be there, please, please come say hi to me if you just see me wandering around and come to our booth. We have a extra special little surprise for those of you who are Vibrant Music Teaching members. If you come to our booth, just let us know you're a member because we have a special gift for you. And even if you're not a member, you're very welcome. Please come on over to our table. Say hello. Take a look at the stuff we have there. We've got lots of fun games. You can play with us. We've got prizes to give away as well. I should just say, for those who are unfamiliar, maybe you're in a different part of the world, NCKP is the National Conference of Keyboard Pedagogy, and it's just outside Chicago. So if you've never heard of it and you're somewhere near there, maybe last minute plans to join us, it will be there next week. But no worries if you're not, we've still got the podcast going all summer and articles on the blog and new membership resources and all the usual good stuff going on. Now, let's talk about memorization. How do you feel about it? Hmm? My own experience with memorization is maybe not what a lot of you have. So I didn't memorize any of my own music growing up. It wasn't something that was usual here in Ireland. I think maybe if you're doing like the competitions and stuff, you would be memorizing quite regularly and your teacher would be working towards, say, the Feshkill or something like that, which is like a festival in other parts of the world. But I didn't do anything like that. So I wasn't told to memorize. Being a by-the-book kind of student, I didn't memorize because I didn't generally... It's not that I didn't take initiative, but I guess if someone didn't tell me something was part of what I would be expected to do or part of what was 
within this like sphere that I was in, then I didn't really think to do it. So I remember some talk of like knowing things by heart rather than memorization, which is the same thing, of course, but it tends to imply that you've just played it so much that you magically memorize it. And so this idea of intentionally memorizing something was pretty foreign to me until I realized that that was a thing you could do or should do. Maybe when I was about 19 or so, I took on memorizing something as a summer project. So it was the second movement from the Pathétique Sonata, Beethoven's Pathétique. Um, not a particularly difficult piece for where I was at, so I was being sensible about it. I didn't try and memorize the first movement, which I had previously played, but I took on that project and just broke it down, largely using advice from the likes of Graham Fitch. It might have been a bit later than when I was 19, actually, now that I'm tracking it out. So anyway... I took on this project by myself. It was a summer project while I was in college and it was interesting. It was fun. It was pretty excruciating. (laughs) And that's honestly what memorization has continued to be for me. It's not an easy process. It takes a lot of deliberate, very focused strategies where I specifically memorize a piece, as I talked about in our previous episode on the actual memorization process that I do. So yeah, that was my experience with memorization, none, and then doing it by myself. And then at some stage a few years ago, I think about four or five years ago now, I decided, took upon myself that I was going to memorize a piece for a student recital because I'd never performed from memory. Because again, it just wasn't something I did in my own lessons growing up. And so I didn't have a lot of opportunities to do it. So I decided, okay, I'm going to push myself. I'm going to perform from memory. I nearly backed out at the last minute. Oh my gosh, I was so close to just using the piece of music anyway. But I thought, no, you're going to do it. I did miss a chunk in the middle, but I had worked really hard and I had strategies to come back into it. And I don't think it was super noticeable unless someone in the audience happened to have played that piece before. And then they definitely would have known that I skipped a large chunk of chords, made up a few chords and then landed back in the actual piece of music. Now... That brings us to the question of where I land on this with my students. And as with many things, really, I land somewhere in the middle ground. And I think it's funny because often when I meet people online or in person, it doesn't matter, I meet people on Zoom, but in in real time, I know they kind of, especially with business issues, will sheepishly say to me, I know what you think about this, because I come across maybe as having very distinct opinions about things. And sometimes I do, but often my distinct opinion is that we should be somewhere in the middle. So with memorization, some people insist upon it. Students have to memorize for their recitals. They place a big emphasis on it in their studio. Some people, like my teachers growing up, don't do it at all. Don't talk about it at all unless their student is very serious and going forward for competitions. And as I said, I land somewhere in the middle. I want my students just like with many other things, to have that door open to them. I believe my students should know enough about playing from lead sheets, improvising, reading music, all these other musical skills, that they know the door is there and that they have the ability to walk through it and explore it further. I'm not trying to make students who are an expert in any one of these areas. I want them to have enough information, enough skills that they can choose to go further in any one of those areas because I believe that gives them a better chance of being lifelong musicians. 
So memorization is one of those doors. I don't want any of my students to think that it's not possible for them. Because that's what I thought. I thought, not that it was impossible, but just like, this is a thing that comes easy to other people. It doesn't come easy to me. And therefore, I shouldn't be bothering with it. But there are benefits to playing music from memory. You generally know it more thoroughly. You are often able to play it more musically. Not always, not for every student, but often. Or with more expression. Every student should have had the experience of memorizing at least a few times so that they know that this is something they can do and that it's something that can be worth doing for those special pieces. Full disclosure in my manifesto is that I'm not fully decided on this. I couldn't write out a perfect manifesto because one thing I'm not convinced about is whether students should, whether I should make students do this conscious memorization process where they memorize deliberately from the beginning of studying a piece, right? So yeah, you've maybe played through it a couple of times, done some playthroughs where you're just sort of getting a sense of it, but you haven't spent weeks learning it before you start to memorize it. And I think I tend to want to go for that because it's the way that I have to memorize, but also because I believe it, it makes you learn a piece in a different way. It makes you really focus on the details and the structure. Keep an eye on the big picture as well as the zoomed in focus on the individual parts. And it makes you, yeah, just learn a piece in a different way. And that's what I've experienced for myself. But my debate is, if a student just naturally memorizes, if they've already started doing this even without me prompting them, like they just play pieces over and over and therefore they're in their fingers, should I let them just do it that way? I've gone back and forth because I used to believe no, because those pieces do that way of memorizing for those students when they've memorized a piece that way. It doesn't always hold up to the test, right? If it's put under pressure, if they're in a performance situation, if they have a little slip, if they do anything slightly differently, playing on a different piano, whatever, then it can be derailed. But I'm not sure if I'm right. I'm not sure if what I should actually be doing with those students who do memorize naturally is to get them to, after the fact, let them memorize that way if that's what they want to do. And then after the fact, come up with these strategies for what to do if we do slip up on the memory or going back to score studies after that. It wouldn't be the way around that I want to work, but I'm always trying to work against my own natural instincts in a way. Because I'm always trying to say to myself, what is it that's unique to me that I need to be careful I don't assume in all of my students? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. If you're one way or the other or have a completely different view on it, let me know. Especially if you are someone who memorizes naturally. How annoyed would you be at your teacher? My students have been annoyed at me from them making you memorize something from the beginning of the learning process when you can do it much more easily by just playing it and playing it. I want to leave you with a little promise. So in the article that's on the blog today, it's written by Brock, um, who is a longtime member of VMT, and I know quite well through the membership. Now, Brock wrote in his article about having one or two pieces that he keeps memorized all the time. And that's something I've not been good at. 
There's certain pieces that I can easily play by ear, you know, I wouldn't be in the happy birthday predicament. <laughs> if I'm asked to play along with happy birthday, I can do that. But pieces more at my playing level or close to, you know, what I would really study. I haven't been good at keeping up memorization of certain pieces. I don't think I get bored of the piece, but I think I get bored of the maintenance, maybe. And I want to change that. So at the moment, I don't have any that are fully memorized right now. They're all things that I have previously memorized and I would have to go back and do some relearning to get them into my fingers again. And that seems tedious. So here's my little promise. I'm going to pick something. I'm going to memorize it. And I'm going to try and keep it memorized, let's say for a year. Let's commit to a year. So all of next year, I have to keep this piece at my fingertips. Now, I'm recording this episode, as I always do, a little bit in advance because that's how the ship keeps running here at BMT. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do things like go to conferences. So what I'm going to do directly after I record this episode is I'm going to choose that piece. I haven't chosen it yet. I'm going to go pick something. It's not going to be something long. I'm not going to be too ambitious with this. Something that I know I can memorize. Not easily, because nothing is easy for me to memorize, but... You know, I know I'm pretty capable of doing and I'm going to work to memorize it and then I'm going to commit to keeping it until, let's say, the end of the next school year, which is next June. Okay, so wish me luck with that. If you want to join in on my mission, I would love for you to do that. Will you write me a message over on Instagram? We're at Colorful Keys. Just write me a message here, a message there, a direct message. Or write inside the Facebook group. It would be fun to hear from you there too. That's called Vibrant Music Studio Teachers. And if you're going to do this too, let me know what the piece is going to be. Hopefully. I mean, definitely, if I'm keeping my promise. By the time you're writing that, I will have an answer for you about what the piece even is. And how far I am with memorizing it so far. So I'm looking forward to hearing you from you about that. I hope it provides a little bit of inspiration if you're in the same camp as me and memorization is not something you do naturally or frequently enough. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode as well while you're at it and I'll see you back here next week. Vibrant Music Teaching members get five new games or resources at least every single month that keep them inspired and wanting to become a better teacher each and every day. If you want to join the best community of teachers online, you can go to vmt.ninja and sign up today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.